Welcome to Surviving Extra Needs Parenting. My name is Stephanie Davis and I'm your host. For those of you returning to our program, welcome back. I hope you're making progress on your power parent goals. And for those of you who are new, welcome. Today's the day you can begin developing your own power parent goals. Surviving Extra Needs Parenting is for all you parents out there who are raising a child with a medical, behavioral, or learning challenge. We know that regular parenting is tough enough. And when you add in anything extra, it definitely makes things that much harder. We're sponsored by the folks at Family Support Village, which is an awesome online membership community for parents of extra needs children. I happen to be a co-founder of the organization and would love for you to check us out at www.familysupportvillage.org and follow us on Facebook at The Support Village. Welcome back, listeners. This is Stephanie with another episode of Surviving Extra Needs Parenting. And for those of you who are new to us, welcome. We're glad you're here. Last week, we talked about being a power parent and what that means in your life. Basically, a power parent is simply becoming a more powerful version of who you are right now. Becoming a more powerful version of yourself will help you lead yourself and your extra needs family in a better, calmer, and probably saner manner than maybe you would otherwise. So how do you kick off your power parent efforts? Last episode, we talked about analyzing and and assessing yourself in eight categories that are common to be challenging for parents of extra needs children. I put the list up on our public Facebook page, which is at the support village and you can take a look back if uh, you haven't done that yet or if you haven't listened to that podcast i highly recommend you go back and learn a little bit more about what being a power parent is the eight categories are knowledge of your child's diagnosis being a team player with your child's professional team your coping skills, the current state of your support system, looking at your relationships, intimate relationships and social relationships. Very different, but both very important to analyze and assess. Balancing all of your responsibilities because we know you have a lot on your plate. Last but definitely not least is the category of fun and enjoyment. Yes, parents, you are supposed to be having fun and enjoying things. Also, any additional category that makes sense for you, you should make note of it and uh, spend a little time analyzing and assessing how well you're handling those areas also. So what's next? If you've done your analyzing and your assessing, I'm going to encourage you to maybe choose just one of those categories to begin working on. When you choose too many and you take a look at the whole circle of 
all the things that you've assessed and you maybe want to improve in, you can be overwhelmed. And that is not what we want for you as a power parent. We want you to take a very logical and deliberate method of making progress in the areas that you want to. So just choose one area that you're going to take a look at increasing um, how well you're handling it and managing it. Now, uh, we have some do's and don'ts from other power parents who um, either I've coached with or uh, Alicia and I have worked with uh, from the village standpoint. And people have given us uh, their tips, their tricks of do's and don'ts. So I want to list some for you. Uh, do's, power parent do's. Allow yourself the time you need to process what you are learning. If your child has a new diagnosis or if there's a new way that you're finding that maybe you can um, help them or you have a new avenue to look at, Allow yourself the time to process what you're learning. It can be overwhelming. Many of us uh, didn't go to school to become a medical, behavioral, or academic specialist. So these things are maybe outside of what we normally know. Give yourself some time to process what you've learned. I always encourage people to keep a journal, to Uh, allow yourself uh, a safe space that you can write about whether it's your frustrations or whether it's interactive journaling like we discussed in last week's podcast or if it's just uh, allowing yourself a space that you can get some things off your chest about what you're learning or how you're feeling. Another do is ask for help when you are feeling frazzled or overwhelmed. We all feel frazzled and overwhelmed, sometimes uh, more often than not, depending on what's happening at that point in our life. But reach out to someone, whether it is simply, you know, a friend, a significant other, your child's professional team, your own uh, doctor, or someone that you're working with, and Always, we encourage people to reach out to mental health specialists who can work you through and help you with areas you might be struggling. Do share your child's information with your family, friends, or school staff when you feel ready. I don't think that it is vital to jump out and as soon as you get a particular diagnosis or something comes back that you find out something new about your child that you race off and start shouting it from the rooftops. But it is important to feel comfortable getting to a place where the people that can help your child, that can help your family, that can support you, understand and know what's happening. So when you feel ready, which hopefully will be sooner than later, share the information going on with your family, with those in your circle, your family, your friends, school staff, whoever it might be. Of course, we like to encourage parents to uh, continue researching and learning more about what is affecting your child, 
But that doesn't mean being a research monger, spending all of your time Googling things and trying to read medical papers um, that simply might not even be a fit for your scenario. So continue to research and learn and make this just part of an ever-growing journey and process that you go through, but not something that has become a second job to you. Power parents also understand that spouses deal with information differently. Absolutely. My husband and I, Alicia and her husband, deal with information uh, completely differently. They deal with feelings differently, and that's okay. But just the simple understanding and sharing with each other that you understand you're handling this maybe um, in a very different way uh, can just be comforting, and it also opens the lines, line of communication. Power parents like to envision and daydream that their child is happy and healthy. So we can't change everything that goes on with our children. We can't change all their challenges, but we can envision them to be as happy and healthy as they possibly can. And when we have a vision of them, of them we are more likely to continue doing things to make that happen. I'd like to pop in here with a personal story. Um, when our daughter Olivia, who is... Um, our daughter who's been through five brain surgeries, uh, when she was going through so much of her childhood, in and out of neurosurgery, complications, all sorts of challenges, uh, I would envision that Olivia would heal and that she would regroup and that she would grow into the best person that she could be for her, whatever that was. And one thing I like to envision was uh, her coming home from college. Now, at that point, we had no idea if Olivia was really going to be able to go anywhere, let alone on her own away to college. And But I, I had my dream, I had my visions, and I would envision her walking up the driveway with her backpack, with her long, blonde, messy hair flying all about, coming home for the weekend for college. And I literally envisioned this and envisioned this years and years and years. And I'm happy to say very often when I do go pick her up from school, so yes, she is away, she is in college, she lives on her own in a dorm. When I stop uh, up to college to pick her up and bring her home for the weekend sometimes, she comes out of her dorm, she walks down the steps with her big backpack, with her hair flying all over, and she's doing it. Everything I visioned for her and the visions I had, they happened. Now, they don't always happen, of course, but there's a, a happy story for you. And uh, if you know Olivia's entire story, you will know what a complete and total miracle it is that any of that is going on. All right, let's get back to the do's. Find ways to celebrate the small stuff every day. Find ways to celebrate the small things that go on in your life. You can't always change the big things, but you can make notice of and enjoy the small ones. Keep in mind that this new diagnosis is part of your child's life, but it is not necessarily defining everything about their life. 
Absolutely. I think that is fantastic. And the story I just told you about Olivia going away to college and living on her own and what I had envisioned for her, um, Olivia's diagnosis and things that happened in Olivia's life have not defined all of her life. Definitely not. So don't let it be a defining characteristic for what you think of your child. What else do power parents do? The last one I'm going to share with you today is power parents readjust some of their priorities so they're not stretching themselves too thin. So there are all sorts of things um, on our site if you're a villager uh, that you can access about balancing your time, saying no to commitments that just don't scream out to you, yes, I want to do this, and really finding some boundaries that you can uh, follow. So those are all some great do's uh, from Alicia and I and so from other power parents and other members of the village. So let's talk about some don'ts quickly because these are just as important. Don't be ashamed that your child has a problem. Everyone in life has a problem, right? You have them, I have them, uh, your neighbor's child has them. Maybe you don't know what they are, but don't be ashamed that your child is challenged with something. Here's one that I struggle with, but I always try. Don't obsess and worry about the future. Instead, live in the present. Can't say that enough. I really work hard at this myself. I try not to obsess and worry. Of course, um, I do some worry, but I also try to live in the present. Don't give up hope. Folks, you never know what is around the corner. I have talked to so many, many parents over the years that felt like they were you know, standing at a wall and had no way to move forward and hope was um, pretty low on their spectrum. And as time went on and all sorts of things changed in life, things improved. You just never know. Don't give up hope. All right. Don't be too hard on your significant other if they are not reacting in a way that you are or if they're not reacting in a way you want them to. Parenting is tough for moms and dads. Everyone handles things differently. Don't expect your spouse to act and react like you do. Don't try to learn too much too soon. It can be scary and really overwhelming. That is true. Little bits of information, very important to slowly begin accumulating real knowledge, not reaching out, doing too much uh, research, talking to too many people who maybe aren't really experts in what is happening in your family or with your child. Don't be afraid to share your feelings. Sharing your feelings, whether it's your child's uh, professional team, your family, your significant other, even your other children or affected child, don't be afraid to share some of your feelings. Don't focus on all the negative in your situation. I know I had a difficult time not doing that in the beginning, and I know lots of other parents um, do as well, but trying to focus on something good in your situation opposed to focusing only on all the negative in your situation.
And lastly for today, I'm going to say don't listen to well-meaning family and friends who really don't understand your child's challenges. Instead, you're going to want to seek out others who speak your language, who understand uh, maybe what is happening with your child. They've had someone go through it. Um, They have actual real experience with what's happening in your family. So don't listen to every well-meaning friend or family member who wants to give you their opinion. That can be a disaster. Not that they don't mean well, but it really can be a disaster. So those are just some tips and tricks on becoming a power parent for yourself. Last podcast, again, we talked about analyzing and assessing uh, common areas that are challenging for extra needs parents. Today, we recapped some pretty common um, do's and don'ts that I hear over and over from a lot of different people uh, who are leading families that do have an, an extra need. If you have anything that you would like to add in either category, please shout out to us. Let us know. Again, our Facebook page, which is open to everyone, is at the Support Village. That's on Facebook. And also, you can always email me at stephanie at familysupportvillage.org. If you haven't checked out our site yet, please do, familysupportvillage.org. We are a great organization and resource for parents of children who have a medical behavioral or learning challenges. Next week, we're going to go into a little more in depth of power parenting and what you can do to help support yourself. Because we can't always depend on other people to support us. Many, many times we need to find strength and support within us. All right, listeners, until next time, have an empowered, beautiful, and positive week.